All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Welcome to The Loyalist Connections. Established 1783. Larice, what do we know about Africville? Formerly Campbell Road, Africville is located a few kilometers north of downtown Halifax on the southern shore of the Bedford Basin. The great thing about this on this journey is, you know, Africville is a significant piece of, I would say, Canadian history. And we know today that it was a one of the worst cases of a human rights violation. There was a huge community down there that was just wiped away. Looking back and gaining an appreciation for, you know, my connection to Africville. Living and growing up in Uniac Square, I spent a lot of time visiting Africville. Uh, summers were highlighted by attending Africville reunions, uh, where I'd reconnect with my extended family and friends. All I remember from those times is that everyone was family. I spent countless hours playing with friends, fishing. Uh, you know, mackerel was a big thing. Uh, we would, you know, go down to the to the water catch some mackerel, bring it back, and sell it uh, as we walk through the park. And it, it didn't last long. You know, I heard stories about the systemic racism that the community faced, but I never saw or heard any of the pain or struggle associated with that within the community. I think my generation was sheltered from the pain. And looking back, I don't think, like, I truly appreciated the extent uh, that the city of Halifax went to like, expropriate the community land and strip my family and so many other families of their home. You know, this is why I love doing this. I just learned so much about your journey in that sense. We sometimes forget to talk about our personal experience, but I didn't realize how your childhood had been shaped by Africville and that connection to your family. That is, this is really amazing how that runs so deep and generationally that was passed down to you, right? So you'd have that connection to the community, even though those individuals were removed, you were still able to still live some of that. that that's amazing, mm -hmm. Reese. So for me personally, I'm not aware of any connections to Africville, but it's interesting. We talk, talked about the Black Loyalist uh, migration that would have settled there and the free slaves. I wouldn't be surprised if I had some type of connection to Africville. I think we should get two people to tell us about this story and the unique experience with, uh, in terms of the Africville uh, community. And now to introduce our special guests, former Africville residents, Bernice Arsenal and Beatrice Wilkins. Hello, Aunt Bernice and Aunt Beatrice. Welcome to the Loyalist Connections podcast. Please tell us about yourselves and your connection to the community of Africville. Okay. Bernice Byers Arsenal. I uh, was brought up in Africville and we lived around the turn. Okay. Okay. I'm the Catholic one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never went to the school in Africville because I went to the Catholic school up the hill. Oh. And Beatrice's mother and my mother were the trailblazers. So when there was a snowstorm or whatever, we would, they would make the path. So I had a path to go to school, so there was no excuse to stay home. Okay. <laughs> they would go walk up to, uh, my mother worked at North Street and Beatrice's mother worked at the BG. Right. So there was never excuse not to get to school. And uh, at the school, there was maybe six of us that were black. But that didn't bother me because I just fit right in. So you were right. in an integrated school? Yes. Like from the from beginning? The, yeah. But there were six. Six, yeah. Six, six black, black students. students. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Six of us. And that, but we were the Catholic side. Right. Okay. So we went to St. Stephen's and Beaches went to, um, what was it? Longway Park. Park. Okay. Park. Two different schools. Yes. Okay. And uh, then when I left there, I went from uh, St. Stephen's to St. Joseph's, Amy Kay down there on uh, Russell Street, and yep. I went to St. Pat's High School. Okay. Right. Okay. So I'm the Catholic side. But growing up in Africville, I went to church anyway, up the track. We'd yeah. go up the track, and uh, I was singing in the choir. You know, if you look in some of the pictures in Africville, I'm standing in the back there. I've seen that, yeah. You know? So to me, it's the same God, just different churches, mm -hmm. different pew. Right. You know? And... Um, we lived in Africville. We were, we were uh, like Beatrice would say, like we always say, we were children that were not were seen and not heard. We couldn't say anything. And that was growing up. Okay? And what, what, do you, what do you mean by, by seen, not because heard? Because we're not adults. And we're not allowed to engage in the conversation. Oh. Okay? I remember if, that. If they, were having, yeah, <laughs> okay. if they were having conversations, I think that's... whatever you wanted to say, you said nothing. And uh, growing up, and uh, if you had chores to do on, on the week, in, uh, every day, yeah. you did them. 
Because if you didn't do your chores, you weren't allowed out on the weekend. You couldn't right. go to town to go to the dance or anything. Strict. Strict. Okay. Then, like, if I came from school and I had a fight at school with a girl, by the time I got home, everybody knew that I had the fight. <laughs> That's the community, right? The community. <laughs> and by the time my mother and father got home, well, that was it. Game, the game over. was over. And you know, you know them switches that was out there in the yard oh, on the switches. tree. <laughs> that that was uh, our form of a belt or punishment or whatever. But I mean, we had great parents. We we uh, living in Africville for me was Freedom Fifty Five mm-hmm. because we were one great big happy family. Right. Like today, I'm fighting with you, and you're from Africville, and we had relatives that came down from uh, Sackville, right? Fords, yeah. And we were we were related, and we'd be fighting on Sunday. You know, they'd come out to church, and we'd be fighting. And the next week, come out just like we never had a fight. Yeah, we were best friends. Yeah, the community. So coming from school, if I was hungry and nobody was home, well, all the doors in Africa were always open. You could go to any house and get something to eat. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. That was the rule there. Me every day we had a chore. My chore or our chore in the family was to make homemade bread. My father only had one arm, so. He would have all the ingredients made, mixed in the pot. In the pot. When we come home, we had to do the kneading. Yeah. Well, to this day, I hate homemade bread. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I won't make it again. But that was my chore. Every yeah. day we had to do it. You I think know. there's a negative association with that bread, right? right? <laughs> yeah. You know, the meaning of homemade yeah. bread is, is a little bit different. And well water, okay, when we moved into the city in the park after we were dispersed from Africville, uh-huh. Um, I turned on the tap and I drank the water and I put it down. I never drank it since because I could taste the chlorine and mm. I was brought up on a well. Uh-huh. Okay. And outside of our house, we just go down the hill and there's a, a well. Okay. And they say, don't drink the water in Africa. Well, I'm still here, you know, so right. we live up the well. Yeah, we heard stories of the, the, the well water. So then <laughs> if I wanted to go skating in the winter down by the well, yeah. there was a brook that ran between the track and the house because we were down there, close, saw those tracks, okay? yeah. Right by the tracks. You, the track, the trains went by our house. It was like music every day, morning, noon, and night. So if I wanted to go skating and it was freezing, well, I'd get on, put my skates on, I would just go like a bat. <laughs> a bat out of hell, like you say. And I'd skate up and down the pond, you know, the brook. Yeah. And that was my skating rink for me. I loved it. Yes. Okay. Um, another thing is... Um, we had fishing. We'd have mussels and lobsters. And, yeah. and you know, we had a rod. We got it off the tree. Yeah. We peeled it, put the string on it, got the hook, and put the worm on it, and away we went. I'll tell you the funny story about the boys. The boys, we were all, we'd go swimming and go down to the, the shore to Bedford Basin. Yeah. And we'd have a raft, okay? They'd build these rickety rafts. And, of course, the girls, <laughs> we were stupid. We'd get on the raft with the boys. So they'd take us out. We'd push out yeah. and go out. And we're going out there. So they're going out swimming, and we're watching and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you hear plunk, plunk, plunk. That was them pushing us in the harbor, uh, <laughs> in the water. So all I could see when we, f- we fell over yeah. was green coral when you went into the water, okay? Right. They saved us. They brought us back out again. Yeah. You know? And uh, to this day, I don't swim. Because right. I was just terrified of it. But you know what? We were stupid because every other time they went out, we went back out with them again. Yeah. And they still continue. But anyway, that's, that's just, you know, picking berries. You know, you yes. can have berries. That's the any thing. Kind. Any, any kind of berry. Any kind. We had choke cherries. We didn't eat them. We had blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, uh, wild pears. Beatrice, but, do you want to tell us about yeah. how you're connected to Africville? I'm connected. Um, Beatrice Cast Wilkins. I was born in Africa. Bernie used to give you the highlights of the community, which I plugged into as well. But uh, my claim to fame as to speak is that my sisters and I grew up singing in the church. Uh-huh. And we sang all the hymns that the community would supply and what my mother had. And uh, they would read all their records. And I'd go home and I'd write all the words down all week. And by that next Sunday, we were singing that hymn in the church. Wow. And we would return the record that that next Sunday. But life in Africa to me was great. And by singing in Africa, we were introduced to all the black communities. Because once they heard about our singing, they wanted us. And they would come and get us and take us north, press east, Cherry Brook and Victoria Road. And even one of the white churches out there by the Rotary, mm-hmm. right. the old Rotary now, uh, the Baptist church, they would have us out there singing. And so, uh, after leaving Africa, I'll go back, digress for a minute. 
uh, Rocky Jones was an activist in our community, and he'd come down here, and he took my sister and I with the Freedom Singers he brought here in the in early 60s right. and visit all the universities. So my, they sang their music, and Mary and I sang our gospel, which was nice, a good highlight. Mm-hmm. But back to Africville, we uh, played. We had to do our chores, as Bernice said, and um, the community was always open to us. Mm-hmm. They said that we could not have water and sewer, but I lived around the turn with Bernice, and around the turn, they had a slaughterhouse uh-huh. below me. Above me, they had the incinerator. These people had running water and toilets because we used to go up and play on their parking lots, and they let us in to use the bathrooms, uh-huh. and they could never put water and sewer up there. There were people out there, 22 deeds, and those people in 48 were promised water and sewer. It never came to Africa. And boiling your water, that was a blatant lie. I say these two white counselors came to Africville and scared these people by putting that sign up to say boil your water. They convinced the seniors who had deeds that it was not safe anymore. Right. And because they convinced them of that, they left. And once they left, the renters had to leave too. The city had won their 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 war. Not safe, right? No. Yeah, yeah it's not safe, safe right? Yeah. Unsafe. In it's, it's a tactic that's used yeah, in all of right? Yeah, I right. Mean, you still see it to this day. But again, it's you know what it is. You don't know best for yourself. You don't, right? Yeah. And you're not given the option to. There was no other route. Yeah, you exactly. couldn't challenge it. Right, you couldn't challenge it because no one was listening. They no came out with meetings. Yeah, that was just a formality. Right. The reports were done. The road was paved. They wanted that new bridge, Murray K Bridge, uh-huh. as urban renewal. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. That's why they displaced us. And now we as a community get to ask permission to go on our land once a year. Uh-huh. Once a year we're there for a full weekend and every multiples of fives were there for ten days. And we get a chance to get together to know our people, know yep. what's happened in their life, know what they're doing in their life. Yeah. Now, before Africa was demised, the school was broken down, torn down because it was no good. They bust us to school. So this was our introduction to the, white, to, to right. the white community. They had Katie Line buses. What a beautiful bus. Better than them stock buses today, I tell you. The and bus? they had I the think. contract to pick us up. Uh-huh. And um, like I said, they had the slaughterhouse. The road went right through there. So we had to go down a hill, cross a brook, cross five sets of tracks, tracks. to get to the bus. Uh-huh. But... The obstacle was the trains were parked there. You had to go under. No. Or around. you had to go over. No, or you had no. to go around. No. To catch the bus, yes. And what, normally we waited in the house, see the bus coming through Fairview, yeah. or by the container pier now, yeah. Yeah. to get down to the bus in time, because usually in the winter it was too cold. Yeah. And there was no plowing there. We had to make our own way down to the bus. And then we went to the, they pushed us and put us in the white community. Like I said, the school was called Mulgrave Park. Yeah. And in this day and age, somehow they changed the name. I guess they associated Mulgrave Park with the community of Mulgrave Park, where most of us were settled. Yes. So they changed the name Not of the settled, school. Resettled. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Resettled. Yeah. 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 Relocated. I think everybody was it, settled in Africa. We, right? <laughs> we call it relocated. Re- yeah. Relocated. Yeah. And, um. So they bust us in, and that was our integration to the white community. So when we had to go and live in that white community, they seen us. Uh-huh. The so white you, schools, the Mulgrave Park School has seen us. So yes. you went to the segregated school, and you went to the Catholic, Catholic yeah. school, right? So yeah. Well, let's say that the Mulgrave Park School I went to was all white. Was, so that you went to, uh, you were integrated into the white school. Oh, white school, yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. but you went to the Catholic. I went to Catholic, Catholic and then yours was more Protestant. 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 Yeah. 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 Now, uh-huh. when I want to tell you about the schools in Africa, when they integrated us, they didn't put us all in Mulgrave Park. Once we knew we were from Africa, they put our mostly our boys into Bloomfield School, which Bloomfield. is industrial. Yeah. Because after grade primary, they said they couldn't learn. Hello. Labeling and streaming. IPP After programs. After great primary, right. they told our, my parents that these kids couldn't learn, so they were going to use them with their hands, woodworking. Right. And that's what Bloomfield School was all about, so don't tell me about Bloomfield School. My brothers went there. So you said after primary? After primary, yeah. That they couldn't learn. They couldn't learn. They put them in the school. And they, they were assessed. And, and they yeah. and they didn't assessed. learn to read yeah. and write. I, I guarantee you, I improved it in my family. Yeah. They didn't learn to read and write. Well, I'm not shocked because this is still happening to this day, yeah. right? Now, my mother never had a liquor school in her life because her parents 
would not allow her to go to school. But my mother taught herself, and she can read that Bible inside of, uh -huh. translate it, interpret it, everything. But when I got in grade four, uh -huh. when they taught us how to read and write a little better, uh -huh. I taught my mother how to write because I said, Mama, no more X's. I said, yeah. I'm going to teach you how to write your name. No more X's. And her name That's powerful. was Lena yeah. West. And that L and that W, and she was so happy. When she got her checks, yeah. she wrote Lena West. So you hear that, the well, X, the X, right? Yeah. And so we talked briefly about, you know, central gathering spots, but the churches came up here. Yeah. And obviously the church is significant to Africville. Oh my God, the heart. The heart. Yeah. So can you explain that relationship with the community and how it's the heart? The church was a vocal point, the gathering point. And I've heard in order to get the young men in church, they were not allowed to play hockey until they went to church. Hockey? Hockey. Yeah. Oh, starting right. in Africa. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We had a black league in, in Africa. Seaside. That's right. The seaside. Yeah, seaside right. Dogs, yeah. And they played baseball and all that stuff. Right. But the church, we gathered for meetings baptisms, oh, yes. funerals, wakes, of which my sisters and I sang over the wakes. <laughs> it was so funny, you used to have the wakes in the house. Right. And so we'd go up the road all hours of the morning and wake and stay with my mother, and we'd be singing. And this one particular host we went to one night, and we were singing our hearts out, and the man sat up in the coffin. What? <laughs> he sat up in the coffin, and he said, what are you guys doing here? We're waking you. I'm not dead. No. Those scattered from the house left. The rest of us stayed and we enjoyed the, the meal and the singing and the going on. Because back in the day, when you died, you were not cut open. This, oh, right. This, okay. This man was going to call us all the time. And he would come out. This time, he did not come out of the coma, so they had to wake. Is my story. So you woke somebody it, literally. And he woke up. You literally <laughs> had a wake and you woke them up. And, woke yeah. up. Yeah. and they said the singer was so powerful. Now, I kept that on because my mother taught us how to sing. Yeah. And we just woke up the dead. <laughs> you know, Gabriel going to blow his horn yeah. and wake up the dead. Well, we're ahead of Gabriel. <laughs> Isn't that, that, that's amazing. So when we look at Africville, I always think about it, hearing stories about it being very entrepreneurial. We right. have five stores in yes. Africville. Right. Post office. Post office. Like I said, the church. Yeah. Right. You know? The abattoir, the men went to work down there. Yeah. And that was it. That was know? the only job that my father could work at. That, that, that's so who were the main figures that kind of organize this entrepreneurial type of endeavors themselves. in the community? Right? Yeah. But the Diggins led the church. Okay. Yes. And, and their wives mostly did the playing and the beautifying the church and whatnot for certain occasions because we always had a sunrise service there. Yeah. Right. And the sunrise service that you get to church before the sun came up. And then Excuse when the me. sun comes up, we start singing happier hymns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a post office. There was other... Stores. What other stores were there? Yeah. The dude store. Walking and dude. Yeah, a little candy store. Candy right. store. Mrs. Right. Uh, Newman. Mrs. She's Newman. featured in a lot of the books. Okay. Yeah. So there was one, two... These two stores up the road. Right. We yeah. called it up the road, the big part of it. And around the turn with us. We had two stores. Yeah. Harry Anderson. And, and he had Pa his, Carvey, the, pa the Carvey. last pioneer that left yes. in 1970. He, yeah. held, he held the store and he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't sell out, but they forced him out. And what forced most of us was they came out in the wee hours of the morning and bulldozed our church. They thought that broke the spirit, but as you see by our t shirts, yeah. Our spirit, spirit lives, still on. lives on. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll carry the story to And they'll never break they'll never break that spirit. So, you know, we briefly touched on urban renewal. What was that day like when the church was bulldozed? What well, you, everybody was heartbroken. What do you mm -hmm. remember? Like how? we don't remember we didn't live there at the time. Right. We were, we were gone. gone. They so didn't the, say anything. The last people that were there, they figured that uh, would break them. So we, we need to get into that, like how the waves yeah, how did that happen? to Keep, leave Africville. Oh, well. We left in dump trucks. Yeah. <laughs> but like, That's was a big there, wave. 
was, and like, was there many people? Like each time, some like families left. Like, so how, how did, did that, that work? Like, out? Okay, obviously, people protest. Like, they didn't want to get the dump trucks or to leave. No, like, no, they went around with it. They didn't know better, right? Know. You it know, just, they knew. They were told. To they were told they were moving. Yeah. The trucks were there. They carried their stuff into the dump trucks, and yeah. they moved them. And they moved them. That was. You know, we didn't have a say. We'll go tomorrow. We'll go the next day. Right. This is the day. You're going. Now. Yeah. And, and, for and the most church. of the people, I have got my hands on a survey they did for the African people in 1962. And at that time, 22 people held deeds. Yes. And those 22 people, what they said, basically what they wanted, they wanted their own church. They want affordable housing. They didn't want to have to pay for a place that they couldn't afford. So they had their own deeds and still... They were putting in their demands. Right. Yes, but they were they were the ones that received the payment for their property. So the twenty two people, people. And that was going to be one of the questions, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that some people were paid, yeah. and then everybody else wasn't, right? Yes, like, we were not, renters, renters, renters. Yeah. right. Yeah. And then there were some squatters that just right. moved out there and stayed there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You see, and they got nothing, and we got nothing. Anybody right. that was a renter, my family was a renter. Yeah, Beach's family was a renter, but those twenty two other families. Owned the property. Owned the property. Maybe and they from got the paid. first settlers that settled yes. in Africa. Yes. Right? And then their descendants and the people that bought property from the first settlers right. would so, also okay. uh, have the property deeds. Okay. So the survey said 22 people held deeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in that realm of that, the 22 people had to say, the ones that had nothing, had nothing to say. Okay, basically. Okay? Yeah. And you were here and now and you were gone. You know? Yeah. We're here. There's no, protest. No, there's, protest. there's no they protest. Brought out, they brought out Gus Weatherburn, who's a lawyer. Right. And even Buddy Day came out there. They did nothing <coughs> for those people. Yeah. They did nothing for them because, you know, we're gone. Airfield's not there. And I'm Nobody sure did. that the 22 that had the deeds got some compensation didn't get their fair. Uh, no, no, no. Fair, Don't even mention fair market value because exactly. that didn't exist. That didn't right. exist, no. right? It's just the property was worth. Yeah. Take it or leave And it was it. always the lowest amount of value well, associated I heard with an the amount. Land. I heard an amount growing up. Yeah. And that amount what, was... what was the amount? Do you not remember? Yes, I do. What was it? 500 bucks. So don't record, even mention fair market value. Let the record show that Sean just slid down in his seat. <laughs> we were at Africville, I think last week. I talked to Juanita, and she invited us back to do a little tour. Yeah, you have roots in Africa. I know. I know. I used to spend my childhood there. My my grandmother, Hattie Flint. Yep. It's from Africa. Hattie's from Africville? Yeah. Her people, I've looked it up. I've gone back on, on the search engine I have. Yeah. And you check it, and you see the Flint settled in Africa. Yep. Years and years, in the early 1800s. Uh-huh. And had it, because I grew up with those people in Africville saying I wasn't belong there, because my name was West. Right. They failed to do the history. Yeah. My mother, mother. Yep. Was Hattie Flint. That's my great-great-grandmother. Yes. They have the sundial out there. Yes. All the names of the families that lived there. There were 400 people. 80 families, families in Africa. So that was the total population yes. like of Africa. Yeah. So one of the things we learned when we were down there is that Africville, you know, when it was, you know, a vibrant community that it was, you know, as you guys were growing up, mm -hmm. you know, was a big, you know, spot, like yes. 500 acres, like yeah. I heard. The size of Annapolis Royal. The size of Annapolis Royal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Annapolis Royal? Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Right? Yeah. And we expand Barrow. We had then, three parts. Yeah. We had... Around the turn. Big town, little town. Down and around the turn. And around the turn. Up the road, we call it, as we had to go up the road to go to church. That was big town. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one thing I want to say about Africville, okay, while we, while we, while they, we lived out there, it was a big settlement. People from town came out, and white people, yeah. they came out, and they didn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. They'd come <laughs> out and stay for days and weeks. Tell yeah. story. My mother worked at the Victoria General Hospital, and she walked from Africville into the south end of yeah, so we're the Victor. It's the same place. Same place today. there today. Yep. Yes. So she had to go to work for eight o'clock, and like Bernice's mother and my mother would walk up the track to get to work. So she walked through, and the end. VG has these benches up there, and people could sit on them and enjoy the grass. So my mother went to work this morning, and this woman and her little daughter, well, four years old, sitting on the step. And we're from Africa. We we say hi. Right. We yeah. say hello, good morning, whatever. Mm -hmm. So my mother did that. My mother went to work and worked her shift. And after four o'clock, she got out. And that little girl and her mother was still sitting there. My mother went up there and said, Dear, have you been sitting there all day? And she said, Yeah, my mother's dear, did you eat anything today? And your daughter, No, come with me. 
That woman came to my house in Africville and stayed for four months till she got on her feet, left, and we never heard from her since. But that's the kind of people lived in Africville. And so there's. And this woman was a white woman. Uh-huh. You know, that's the perception of our communities as being segregated, that we aren't walking Friendly. people. Yes. We're, but we know historically, black people, people of African descent, we embrace community. Yeah, we're givers. Right? We're givers. We and this is p- part. It is in th- our blood to give. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's our chemistry. Right. And it doesn't matter who, who no, you are. No, no respect their person. Just right? like God. We don't yeah. care. Yeah. So in the community, like, the, the, you had people that had the deeds and people that rented. Like, obviously, there was taxes being paid. Yes. Was there any benefit from the city for those taxes Did that I, were being paid? Can you hear me? <laughs> 1948. Yeah. yeah. The city promised them well and sewer, water and sewer. Uh-huh. It's 2022. There's still no water and sewer. Yeah, they should go to the Replica Church Museum, and you go in there and use their facilities, and you can flush, yeah. and you can wash your hands. Yeah. But back then... We couldn't have it in Africa. In our so and those people, yes, paid their taxes and got nothing in return. Nothing. So, nothing. The, and this, so this, is, this is the access issue, right? Yeah. And then I always look at, and there's a dump there. Oh, there's right? a dump there. Oh, yeah. And there was a dump there to house all the waste from other the communities, the yeah. city. And you're left yeah. there. But what I found interesting is... Some of the research we looked into was how, you know, I've heard stories about how people would go into the dump and take things and resell them and use yes, them. Exactly. It was like they a, used a, a reuse. Yep. For and, sure. I, and I'll tell you about the dump. Yes. When the merchandisers come out that own stores and stuff in, in, in town, yeah. we did not dig on the dump. They would hand us the crates of fruit and vegetables. We would take the crates of fruit and vegetables up on top of the hill where we had a bonfire most days. Yeah. And we would go through it. Yes. We did not dig on the dump. Or, or like, you know where Main Street is, mm. okay? A lot of them would come out there, okay? Because we were around the two. That's years. part of yeah. Africa. Part of Africa. Main, Main, Main Street. And McIntosh Street is Africa. So yes. they would come, and we'd, you'd hear people saying, the fruit load's here, the yes. fruit load. You know, they call it. We know when they were coming. We were there in time. O'Brien's. Yeah, an dump. IPC store. In the IPC From store. From Heron Cove Road. Oh, yeah. boy, I know the locations. Yeah. <laughs> so they would, bring, they would bring the fruit and the meat and everything to us. And yeah. we would take care of, go through everything. Yeah. We share. We yeah. share. Right. Absolutely. Because only, only a bunch would go to the dump. The yeah. whole community didn't go, but the guys would go and scrounge for metal and stuff. And I'll metal. tell you one good yeah. thing, one good Bottom. bad thing about the damn dump. You get me upset now. I know, I brought it up. I, 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 I no, saw the fire. It's true. Olin's yeah, Brewery yes. yep. would bring down their loads of glass and bottles, beer bottles, and they would dump it on the dump. And days go by, the sun would shine, and you could see the methane gas coming from the bottles. It would lay there until they decided to plow. Mm, and when yeah. they plowed it, more methane gas would come up. And we see that. We inhale that. We smell that. And the other thing you never know that you may have trouble proving, but I could see it from my living room window. The SPCA would come out, oh, yes. dig a hole, and dump their dead animals in the hole. No And way. cover them over. And you know what grew on that? Tomatoes. Beautiful green tomatoes that we were told never to eat and never to touch okay. because they were on our path yeah. to go to the wharf where we fished. So you had to walk over them. And around them. Yeah, and just don't even touch them. Don't get going. But they were some nice big green tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but because of that. But you'll never hear that story. I witnessed that with my own two eyes. The SPC truck. How old were you when you witnessed that? Nine, ten. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine that? Yeah. They would put, take them out by the legs and throw them. Throw them so in I the heard hole. something about the, like, I don't know if it was the SPCA or the police coming and shooting people's dogs. Is that, That's is that what happened? they said in Africa, but up around the turn, where the up church the is turn? now. But I, I never had to, because you we know never. why? The white people would come and drop off their dogs and cats. I had so many dogs and cats in my, around my house, because we had those tea boxes yes. yeah. that we set outside blankets and coats in for the dogs and the cats. We had so many, because they just come and leave their animals out there. They didn't want them. They didn't no. want them. So where do they go drop? Exactly. Oh, let's go to Africville. Yeah. Yeah. Just just there. That's, where we, yes. that's where we put our trash. Yeah. Right? They, they didn't want them. And some of them were vicious. I remember, oh, German suffered. Tried to attack my brother. Oh, because they go in heat, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a sight. <laughs> my poor mother's the bucket of hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Cold him out, Rick. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so these are stories growing yeah, up. You, you probably yeah. would never hear, right? Yeah. But everybody has is... their own story. I mean, I'm not talking for the whole community. Yeah. yeah. No. We're talking our story. Absolutely. This is what Bernice and I grew up with. We're similar. Absolutely. She lived at one, one end and she of lived... the turn, and I lived at the other end of the turn. I had the well. <laughs> Yeah. And I used to walk up the hill where Pa's door was to the well and go across all these geese that would attack us. Yeah. They would run over big old white geese. And let me tell you this, we had to walk up the hill, come down the hill, and we see these snakes. And more yeah. water got wasted that day than enough because you're scared of snakes. And don't ask me why. The little things would run faster from us than we ran to the, from them. Yes. But the, they were a scary thing. So the water may be... <laughs> And you know, so, another thing I want, just one yep, thing I wanted ahead. to add about uh, <laughs> the entrepreneurs that lived in Africa, Bill, like Paz, if you never had any money, yeah. you could go and get your stuff on trust. Okay? Yeah. And honor same system. With, yeah. Honor, honor system. system. And same with uh, uh, we Larry worked. Anderson. Yeah. We worked in Africa. Okay? Don't we forget that. Right. Yeah. We worked. And then we had well, a... Tell us about that, the work. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. There was the, domestic. They went up over the hill to the White Houses, basically, and worked. My mother worked at the VG Hospital. Her yeah. mother, mother worked, worked at Stadacona. Yeah. She was a waitress. And uh, they had domestic. So, so what do you, so like domestic work, it's interesting. That thing keeps coming. White people's yeah. homes. And that's the same thing. My grandmother did they that. They left her home um, to clean other people's homes. And so what were the wages like? And so I always say this because like, were you, was your mom, would she bring home like bags of clothes for you? Things of that nature. Clothes did you, and grocery shop? And did you... Do you think she was paid the same as other domestic workers? I have no idea. Because right. we weren't in tune to that stuff right. at that time. Kids were supposed to be. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. We yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Bernice. Thanks for reminding me. Seen but not heard. Right. My mother ran the house because there wasn't much work for the men. Uh, my father worked on the repertoire, and that's about mm. it. Yeah. And uh, they were porters. Yes. Right. Yes. Lots of porters. That's how they got to be in Calgary, Montreal, yes. right. and yeah. all those places, yeah. right? The and trains, right? That's even our area. Explored, yeah. right? There was a, another owner, like we had the store, but there was a man that had a swimming pool business. Oh, really? Our Cooper, going up um, McIntosh Street. Yeah. And he would let us go swimming in his swimming pool. That's awesome. It's amazing. You, know, you would have, you know. Come on That up, was for the Catholics because... <laughs> The Protestants didn't go over to Mackintosh Street and Bain Street. No. That's where the, most of the Catholics are. We yeah. But we had the one little Catholic in our area that <laughs> went over there. Good old Catholic. But I went to all churches, I told you. It didn't yes, matter to me. Absolutely. You know. But, uh, yeah. And the joy about living in it, well, now the uh, Africville is known as a... Um, Historical. historical site the yeah. Park, yeah. Okay? so every site. year we have our annual picnic there reunion, and yeah. brings, reunion brings everybody back and we just throw ourselves in there you just keep the spirit alive it's, it's like you never left we never left it's yeah. like you never you know? left and it's for a whole weekend so and Beatrice, the people they I, I set up where they used to live Yes. Basically, except from the ones around uh, the turn because we didn't live up that end. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So my people, my, my nephews and nieces, That's interesting take, that you their, say that. take their place. Because every year growing up, when I go down there, like in the summer for the yeah. event, like I'd walk from Uniac Square all the way down. Yes. And yep. you would see the same families in the same spot. In the same spots. Oh, you don't park in their spot. No. no. No war would be we had, a, we had a sheriff. We had a sheriff that looked after that. Oh, yeah. 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 Honey Carvery. So, Beatrice, when we first met, I remember you talking about walking to school and having to pass, like, white kids. <laughs> and so, and then just kind of... Like, Take you through the, that again? <laughs> we need to get it on the record. <laughs> the violence and how it was, the name-calling, things of that nature, like... And the little black dog. Yeah. Anyhow, sure. walking to school, like I said, the path was already trodden down for us because of my mother. Uh-huh. And so we walk, uh, to get to that point, to walk to school, when we were 12, we were put off the bus. You couldn't go on the bus anymore. So then we had to walk to school. Yeah, so we walk up the hill, to walk up past one upper track to get to uh, Basin. Basin View Drive. Basin View Drive. Isn't it amazing how big it is? Like okay. And you know and where Basin View yeah. Drive is up by... Uh, Mount St. Vincent. Yeah. No, no, C-A-S-S. NSCC. The school, the college. Okay. Yeah, the college. So that's that area. But anyhow, the white kids would go on Basin View Drive, see us coming, and pitch walks at us. You're not coming up here. You're not coming up here. So we have to 
go back down the hill, cross that little brook, walk up the track to Lady Hammer Road, and go to school there. Because where Highland Park School is now, right there, was Mulgrave Park and it's still there. So that's the way we had to go to school. So Highland but, Park School was part of Mulgrave Park? Yes, it was Mul. No, it was called. It, it was called Mulgrave Park. Okay. I'm believing. Yeah. They changed the name because of the public housing, Mulgrave Park. Right. It was always Mulgrave Park when we went there. And you probably you want to like just thinking about why they would change the name of the school to the name of the <laughs> settlement. Yeah. It's like association, right? Yeah, yeah. they do that all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know. I don't a, know why it was changed. I yeah. don't know when it was changed, but I know when I went there, it was Mulgrave Park. You were talking about the 50s and the 60s, 70s. Right. Well, right. it's to kind of, if I'm guessing, we've seen this tactic before, right? Is mm -hmm. to lose that sense of identity yeah. and the past history. Yeah. Well, that Sounds was... Like yeah. You know. Then when white kids had to go to school, they didn't want to be late. We would some days get up over that hill. So we would walk up... Basin Utah. Basin And this woman, every day, she would send her little black dog out there to attack us. And I mean to attack us. Because when the white kids went by, we see them going ahead of us. No dog. But when she seen us coming, she would send that little black dog out, and he would nip at us and bark at us. And the only reason I got to be able to go that way and continue to go that way, because Nelson Carvery told me what to do. He said, Beatrice, just stand still, and that dog will just sniff around you and leave. And to this day, that's what I did. And that's how I got to continue to school. Because that route was the shortest route to get to Mulgrave Park School. Do you know what that sounds like? Releasing dogs on people. Isn't that interesting, right? Especially black people, Every right? morning, that every day that we could get up over the hill, those white kids weren't there throwing rocks at us. Mm -hmm. And we go to school. Never. She would send this little, uh, little squat thing, a little black terrier or something. I don't know what it was yeah. then, right? And he, and he would nip at us up in our legs. Thank God we had pants on. Yeah. You know? I'm surprised the dog didn't get kicked. And I'll tell you another little story about uh, Basin View Drive. Yeah. We were coming home from school. I think I think some of your Catholic friends. <laughs> and because uh, I used to, I, I could, they liked me because of my singing, okay? Yeah. And I'd go in their yards and play. There's two white girls I used to hang with. And I used to walk back home to go home. And this day I was really parched. So on Basin View Drive, there's this big house there. And it had a door that you could see right through to the kitchen. And then the girl I was with, I asked her for a glass of water. So she went and got me a glass of water. I drank the water. She took the glass. You know what her mother did with the damn glass? Perfect. She threw it in the garbage bin. Because I could see it from, my, from the door to her kitchen. Into the garbage bin it went. So how do you feel today? Like, like Oh, back then it pissed me off. Today yeah. I say... If I had, I would have okay. beat her up. But if you ever walk that so, path again, right? Like, uh, all those memories would probably come back. I mean, it, yes. it sounds like, like they never lost. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, have you ever done that? No, like, I, haven't, I, don't, I haven't walked back, flashback. I, the girl, one of the girls I hung with, I seen her in town one day at the M&M store. Yeah. That's but they're the ones I'll I hung with. my side. Tell, yes. The Catholic side. Tell me. Or tell I never, us. I never had that problem. They broke the barrier. <laughs> I never had that problem with the school that I went to mm -hmm. because they knew we were there and nobody messed with us. We weren't nasty or anything to the kids. We were just... It's not interesting. Like, uh, likeable, maybe it's just the, the area, but she, we went up the same route Yes. going to school, but I never had the trouble that she did. But um, there was one girl that I did go to school with. Her name was Sharon Holmes. I'll never forget. And she, uh, her and I walked to school together and nobody would bother us. If anybody came out to say anything to us, she'd take her shoe off and chase them. And Sharon was from Africaville? No. no she's, no, white. she's white. Oh. Up, over so, the hill. up over the hill. So we all, everybody I went to school with, we all got along. Right. You see, we never had that. When we were going to school, there was no, you're black and you're white. We were all friends. And, and this was in the same time period. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like two different lived experiences. <clears throat> Isn't that interesting? You know, yeah. It's, right. It's, yeah. And I never had it because... If we did, we'd, we'd shut it down right away. But I've never, in all my years there, we never had it. We were part of the, the family. If you can go up there, you'll see all our pictures. Yeah. All in there. They had the reunion. They were so happy to see us. They were hugging and kissing us in high school. You know, so it's two different. Yeah. yeah. So what was the difference? Is it the church or the, the, like the school that you were going to? Or Yeah, I would say the school because nobody, never. we, well, we, we were just friends. The other thing, too, where... Bernice would hang with the around the turn people, the Macintosh and Bain Street. Yeah. It wasn't classified as Africa. 
Yes. Uh, it was in the city of Halifax. Right. Yeah. But we were from Africville. Right. So, uh, you know, there were just black kids coming in, I would imagine, too. To the school, yes. and we all because we all the kids from Africville were stigmatized. We took them on a bus. That's Absolutely. right. They, they brought yeah. us into the community. Same and thing the with walked to Yeah, yeah. I was bus to school. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and we were laid there. When we got off the bus, we were looked at. Yeah, we were spectacles when we yeah. come there. Yeah, you know, and they were apprehensive. We went to the play yard first thing, and the teachers lined up. The teachers had to accept us. Had to teach us. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, we just integrated with them. Yeah. yeah. You know, we went to there school, was no violence together. when we got off the bus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I went to your house, you came to my house, you know, and there was no, uh, you know, you come to my house for supper, I went to your house for supper. There was not, no stigmatism there. Yeah. And maybe because of the school and the religion and the way that they were, we were all brought up. Right. But well, we I think it could be the fact too, like, uh, yeah, like Beatrice said, mentioned, like you're from Africa, but, but you didn't we, live we, there. You no, like, we live on it Beatrice. It wasn't considered, right? right? Yeah. Like, they didn't. Uh, recognize us around the turn for a long time. No, but that's who we are. We were Africa. All our Mr. Carvey, Power Carvey, the last man that left Africville, yeah, was on my side. He yeah. was on our side, and right. we rented from some of his houses. Some we rented from houses. the house. Our house was uh, long too. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. they didn't look as, at us yeah. like that. So, if we talk about this urban renewal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a car trucks trailers coming over the bridge. And right. they put it out there for nothing. Yeah, because the land is still there. Yeah. 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 And I've seen on TV, I've seen some shows, and you see little communities, they have houses, and you see the tracks and the trains going right through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar you thing. Know, similar yeah. to what could have been. And up across the tracks, okay, upper Africa, there was the Lukoff. And if you come the down Lady off. Hammond Road, yeah. I mean, Roby Street, go right down in the Goddard Street, that's the Lukoff. Right. Okay. And there was, we used to play baseball up there. Oh, and, uh, right. You know, that know is exactly part of Africa as well. Yeah. We, but it's we not Godson anymore. They didn't, it, isn't that like Nova Lee? Like, Nova Lee, yes. Yeah, way yes. down yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, yeah, Always yeah, God yeah. again when I grew up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you go there. That yeah. was so, a that's so now they're discriminatory thing too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said that the other day. Yeah. I said about that was a discriminatory thing too. I said about because of the square and because of the yep. people living on Goddard Street. Because some of the, the people bought homes around the city. Yeah. So Goddard Street to me is like black. Well, and f- like so when I grew up, like yeah. I played a lot of basketball, so I would come up. I we'd practice at the community. Why? Mm-hmm. I literally remember going to Goddard Street, and it's how it was predominantly black, and then. Like maybe last year I went to pick up my, my parents were in town and my sister and went up. I'm like, this is not the same garage street I see them buildings? Uh-huh. Right? <sighs> it was the street. It was to them it was ghetto. It, it, yeah. Don't go down garage street. Don't no. go down yeah, there. Anyway, it's now, I never had that experience. It's wide open. Yeah. Why don't people come on come in? Come on down. Yeah. And see all the stores. And, and look who's running out. And look what kind of stores are there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Corner stores are gone. So I have to ask this question: mm-hmm. the 2010 Africa Bill apology. How do you, how do you feel about apologies in general? And you know what? I guess what has been done since the apology. That was 2010, and here we are in 2022. How do you feel about that? From the beginning, they weren't going to give us anything. Uh-huh. So this was a route at something. Yeah. We didn't. The AGS Afro Genealogy Society. Beatrice and I were on that board as well went to the people. We used to have meetings and meetings and meetings at George Dixon, trying to go back and forth to the city, see what we could get before we got this apology, okay? And this was years and years and years of doing it. Yeah. And every time we'd send a proposal in for an amount of money and all that, we were almost like laughed out of the room, okay? So the, lawyers, speak, the lawyers, the lawyers, lawyers okay? Yeah. So finally, Peter Kelly come along, and then, you know, it got together, and they all did it, and uh, they come together and came up with this... Apology. apology okay it was taken to the people some people wanted some didn't okay but eventually it did get accepted and it came through but it's not what we know now like Beecher says we wouldn't have done it we would have done it differently yeah but back then it was something well, what would you have done differently we would have held up for more money Birchtown got 20 million we got three Birchtown, do you mean? Or be, uh, Birchtown, Shelburne. Another sleight of hand to the black people from Africa. Mm-hmm. Because if we knew then what we know now, we would not have settled for $3 million. Bernice and I were on that board that represented the community. Mm-hmm. I was talking with the lawyers to the city. This is the same thing around generational wealth. And 
when that's taking from you, you yeah. don't know your worth. Yeah. And so it's so funny to see like this park down there. Yeah. So when I go to the park and I keep thinking to myself, like I look around, there's all kinds of white people. They, do they, they do take they, over. Do they know? The spot. And that's what, and so, so I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking to myself, do they understand the history? And it's like they're oblivious. They are. They don't understand. So when you said about $3 million, the worth, no. So that's why we're doing these stories because hopefully people will start to understand the impact. And then generationally, what will happen is we won't give up that land. We won't give up that fight. We're doing this so that we don't continue to repeat the same outcomes, uh, the yeah. same mistakes, right? We need to change our path okay. in order to change our future. And everybody that goes out there yeah. are just enjoying the park. It's like it's their park. They yeah. own it. Yeah. yeah. They own it. But they, they don't, don't know, know how it got there. They don't know oh, how it got there. They don't know the real history of it. So Love given it. given like everything that we discussed and all the, the the pain and the challenges that, you know, have been survived to, you know, become or get to where we're at today. Mm -hmm. Like what is the, the lasting message that uh, like each of you have for, you know, future generations about Africa? My lasting thing I want to say to everybody, don't let happen to you that happened to yes. us. And don't wear it on your sleeve. Mm -hmm. And don't be mad. Get the hate. Hate will bring you down. Mm -hmm. We can change back then. It's done. it's done. We live with it. But we never let the spirit die. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've been talking to schools. We've been yes. talking to the world yeah. through Zoom to tell them about Africville. And there's more people come to Africville than you can imagine. We have school buses coming out. And, and those grade three and grade four kids are so perceptive the knowledge they have of Africville. And Bernice and I just so put it, it in perspective yeah. as to how it was in Africa. We, and we, we are giving you a living, living history. And we want to capture it and make sure that it never we never lose it. And, and like we, we say, thank you for that because yeah. it's a story to be told. Absolutely. Yeah. And the spirit lives on in us yes. forever. And when we tell it, we tell it from the heart. And it's a sad story. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, we did the, like we had UNESCO. We did the tour with them. Do you know what they said to us? One girl from uh, New York, she said, when you guys started talking, I listened to you. She said, I choked up right here. I could feel it. I could feel your feelings. But I will tell you that you didn't show it. We know you're hurting and mm -hmm. you're in pain, but you don't betray it. Oh. That's how we live with trauma. Yeah. We don't show it, no. right? And you know, no. similar to what you said about kids being seen and not heard, yes, right? Exactly. But we've—that's how we. It's deal a coping with, mechanism yeah. for us. We exactly. we have to deal with it that way. Yeah. I mean, somebody says to me, "Oh, British and I have not suffered. We've had great lives." Yeah. Yep. We've worked. I worked forty-two years for federal government. Bernice worked thirty-five years for Bell Bell Alliance. I worked from a, a key punch operator to an office manager. In those 42 years, See these I've stories. done quite well. Uh -huh. And it's because you, left, you have to lay the hate aside. Because yeah. yeah. if we go on life hating white people, yeah. we'll, never, we'll, yeah. never, we'll never prosper. My never. mother told me, and my mother was quite wise, you may hate the white man, but he's paying your money. He's paying your bills. Yep. Yeah. So you learn to live and get along. To figure That's out what how to my mother said. Yeah. Right? I'm going to live you an and instant. get along. Survival. Okay. One fella, friend of mine, I know, I'm not going to mention any names, said to me, I'm retiring. I said, oh, are you? I said, why? I'm tired of working for the white man. I said, really? So then, buddy got a job later on. I seen him. I said, who's writing your check this time? <laughs> I said, it's the white man. <laughs> and he just looks at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> my goal and is to we, be self-sufficient. Yeah. We have to get in a position where we are the white man. Well, and I think this is, speaks and more about, happening. and the it reason why happening. we asked you the questions about entrepreneurship and things of that nature, that was happening in Africa. That was yes. happening in your community. Yes. People weren't, they were signing their own checks. Yes. Right? Exactly. So what happens in our, and what yeah. happens in our communities is mm -hmm. then we're infringed on and people take things away from us and then we're dependent well, on certain. They, but they only do that when you're starting to prosper, when yeah. you're starting to get ahead, when and you're starting to show yeah. your resourcefulness. Yeah. And how well we can survive. And the city, I think, things. is still messing with us because oh, yeah. from the apology came the black office in the city hall yeah. to yeah. help black people from Africville. That's not happening. I have two sons. Yeah. 
and it's not happening. Could get no help. Anyway, it's All right. been a slice. Oh, it's been amazing. Listen, it's been great. God bless you. God bless you. Thank Keep you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, be a wider. Get it out there to them. Yes. Put it in the churches that you have this. Yes. That's where you reach your black community, the churches. Thank you for listening to the Loyalist Connections podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained some new insights. This episode was produced by your host, Maurice Gabriel Downey, and myself, Sean Smith, of the Loyalist Connections Creative Group. We want to send out a special thanks uh, to our community partners, the Black Cultural Center and the Black Loyalist Heritage Center and Society for their continued support. And shout out our alma mater, St. Mary's University, especially the St. Mary's University Goresbrook Research Institute Partnership for making resources available to us to complete this project. We encourage you to join us as we continue to host these meaningful conversations and uncover information on our communities and other important aspects of our history. In the meantime, don't forget to listen, like, follow, and share the Loyalist Connection podcast on all your favorite platforms. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Loyalist Connection Podcast for updates and behind the scenes content. And until the next episode, Stay connected. connected.